0: Uh, ten four 4 Charlie Will Tango, let's go, Foxtrot I don't speak trucker you're Too bad, you're gonna learn now, buddy Sure I'm not Android 13 Alpha Wilco Delco, welcome, you are listening to an episode of the Games Cast. I am joined by Tango Louie, Foxtrot, Wild Goose, Trucker Magoo Justin I don't like any of that Start you, don't over. Ha- you know, I don't have to do anything That's your call sign, buddy Chuck All Magoo right, that's reporting the end of the in. episode. Good night, everyone. Chuck Magoo reporting <laughs> in. I can end this whenever I want. Next up is is uh, joining. I now now you've ruined it. You've ruined the bit. Tyler, Tyler, welcome once again. So now now do t- Tyler doesn't get a silly trucker meme. Howdy <laughs> How there.
1: I'm Android thirteen. Look at my trucker hat.
0: I got one. Blingolingo, Foxtrot, Alpha Tango, Douchebag Roosh. What are you doing here? Hello.
2: Don't you lecture me with your $30 haircut. You know, you'd think you'd have a better southern accent living in Texas.
0: <laughs> I'm Mexican, it's first true. of all. No, Obviously. I was talking about Tyler. Oh, okay. Like.
1: Now, that was an imitation of uh, of uh, Chuck Huber's uh, Southern impression of Android 13. Yeah, but he's yeah.
0: also from Texas, isn't he? Or are they just based here?
1: I don't think he's a native okay. here. I think they're just yeah. based here. Also, Tyler, you're not from Texas originally, are you? No, I wasn't. Yeah. I've only lived most of my life here. Oh,
0: okay. And he lived as if it's in Austin. Then you're definitely not going to have that twang, because that's Ducks that's, that's, like, that's like more east. <laughs> since that's more south than than here, where the where the liberals are at, the, those damn filthy liberals. Um, take that out of context. That's how I know you don't listen to what I say. If you take that out of context, all right, we're not here to talk about that. Um, we are here. To talk about video games and the news, we have charge the charge of games cast. Um, we're running late, but it doesn't matter. Justin, how's Diablo Immortal going, or have you stopped playing that all together? No, I'm still
2: going. Um, actually, I wasn't, well, I was going to talk about it, but, um, I said I wasn't going to talk about Diablo Immortal anymore, but I woke up this morning and my clan was Immortals. Um, so it's kind of a new experience again. What does that mean? Uh, so I told you before that you probably weren't listening, but um, so, the so we, kind of the main like crux of ago, the game is the shadows versus the immortals, mm-hmm. and okay. so the shadows basically like test the immortals to kind of keep them in line. Um, like they raid the immortal vaults and like take stuff from them, and the immortals have to like come in and defend the vaults uh, to like prevent the shadows from taking stuff. So it's there's like team? different. No. Okay. I mean it's still the Diablo like battle system. It's just, you know, you're you're attacking and defending the the location. Um, especially in PvP PvP mode. Um mm. and then like your uh your quests as shadows are kind of like trying to trick the immortals and like killing like top uh uh like top officers or whatever in their reign. Top
1: men. Um
2: and those are those are usually like computer characters like it's just for you know the the pve-ness of it like to keep the story going between the shadows and the immortals but some of it actually is like the the pvp stuff Mm -hmm. anyway so um we did like a five-week reign as shadows um and then basically it ends with this thing called the right of exile where um i don't totally understand it because i wasn't one of the people actually like fighting but i you can like spectate the rights in-game so i was like watching it last night um and it's essentially like a, a buffed up version of the pvp mode where uh the top like three or five or whatever shadow clans um based on like the the uh war rankings over the last you know however many weeks um go against the top immortals um and like if you take down like the the head um then, whatever clan wins, it gets to become the new, like, immortal clan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they pick who they want to reign with. Um, so, we, like, teamed up with a few of the others that uh, were, you know, projected to probably win and agreed that if any of us won, we would bring the others with us. Um, so, when it came time to pick the clans, it's, it was the three of, of us. As mortals, and so now the game is basically the opposite of that, where um, the immortals are the ones you know defending the vault from the shadows. Um, so, like, I played the other side of it, where you're trying to go through, open a bunch of chests, and like um, kill the like the the wardens they're called, like that basically you know set off an alarm if you leave them alone. Um, you're supposed you're trying to kill them to not alert the immortals. Um, so you can get out with their treasure. And if the immortals do get alerted, they come in and try to kill all the shadows that are raiding it, and, you know, that whole chestnut. Um mm. So now the immortals are basically are the ones that go into the vault and try to kill all the shadows from stealing all their stuff. And you get different rewards and stuff for, you know, successfully defending the vault. Um, and there's also a few other modes, like, kind of boss rush type stuff, where, like, the top members of each clan... Um, go in to fight like four, defeat like four Uber bosses um, in a
0: set amount of time. Like a, and you get like like an FF rate, like a fourteen rate, kind of, sort of,
2: yeah. Um, it's like it's groups of sixteen, and um, each group goes off in one direction, and they all four have to beat their bosses in the time limit, um, in order to win, and you get like some you know free legendary gear and stuff for doing that. And, there's a few other, things. like I said, it's our first day, so we don't have everything unlocked yet. Right. Because uh, it's like a four-day system to to get your, uh, to get your cape, your immortal cape. Your OnlyFans um, cape. <laughs> and so, like, each day, uh, like, new, new s- systems unlock as an immortal, and you have to do those daily quests. And then on the fourth day, you get your cape, you get your proper, like, immortal status, and then that runs for the next, you know. Five weeks or whatever I
1: spent four days in this raid, and all
2: I got was this lousy cape. The capes are pretty cool though <laughs> um, but yeah it's it's really cool like I so far from what i've heard about being an immortal i don't like it as much as shadows because there's just not as much to do mm. um, like like I said with shadows there's like specific quests that only the shadows can do every day um, and like you can do the vault multiple times there's this thing called the um, the path of blood that's kind of like a like a challenge test um you go like each floor and each one you complete like puts points towards your shadow ranking which like gives you some uh some stat buffs and things like that the further you go um and there's a few other things you can do every day too to just kind of get some you know get some things um with your immortals, it's pretty much defending the vault and that that boss rush um there's a special store that only the people that are immortals can access but it doesn't seem like there's much in it and you use the same currency that you would use like for everything else which is already pretty limited so it's kind of like do I really want to buy this stuff when I'm already low in that currency um but it's it's neat it's one of those things where it's like I was starting to get bored with the game again I feel I felt like the you know the shadow stuff like I was doing the same quests every day and that kind of thing so it's just, it's another chance for the game to, like, do something different. Um, and I think that's really cool. There's essentially, like, three paths you can play in this game. There's, like, the adventurer path, which is just the normal stuff. And right. then there's shadows that have its own quests. And then there's immortals that have their own quests. Um, and they're all pretty unique. I mean, it's still, you know, it's still a grind, no matter what. But, I don't know, it's it's kind of neat how they uh, they make each faction feel pretty unique and so it's like every five weeks you can have a different gameplay experience um we actually had a few people in the clan that are like alright you guys have fun being immortals uh I'm gonna go join a different clan cause I don't, I don't want to leave Shadow like I like their stuff more <laughs> um so it's like some people have their preference too but yeah um I'll probably have more to say about that next week when we actually have all the immortal stuff unlocked but cool. it's kinda neat
0: I look forward to hearing that. It does, like, even though I'll never play the game, uh, mm-hmm. it is refreshing to because the narrative for this game is negative, negative, negative. How much money? Oh, you yeah. have to spend that, and like I said, I'm never gonna touch it just because I've never played Diablo. It's just not my kind of game. I typically mm-hmm. want to spend time with. Uh, it is refreshing to hear that somebody you know enjoying it. You're not maybe you spent some money, and doesn't really matter, um, and and you're enjoying the game, even in even if even if it has an ebbs and flows.
2: Yeah, I mean I'm having a lot of fun with it. I've even, I've even rolled a few more characters just like you know, if I if I run out of content cuz there are like daily caps and things like that. If I run out of content with my main character who I'm trying to get up to like hell 4 rating um which is like the the rest of the servers kind of left me behind moving on to hell 4, which is a different difficulty rating. And if you're not up to that difficulty yet, like or if you're not powerful enough for that difficulty rating, I should say mm-hmm. um you basically don't do any damage against the enemies and stuff. So, like, I've got a little ways to go before I can actually, like, rejoin my clanmates and start doing dungeon runs and stuff with them again. Um, but sometimes you hit those caps and it's like, alright, there's no more point in grinding today. <laughs> um, but, like, I've rolled a few of the other classes just to kind of see how they play in comparison. Because um, you can do, like, a class change system, but it's kind of a hassle because you can only do it once a week. And you... If you don't like the new one, you basically just have to revert back. But when you change, you get, like, temp gear. That's, like, similar stats, but doesn't have any of the other boosts to your uh, skills or anything like that. So then you have a new class that you don't know anything about. That's, like, you know, max level. (laughs) And you have to figure it all out, like, in the hardest difficulty setting. Um... So I prefer to just start the game over With a new class because you have Character slots, why not Um And kind of get a feel for it that way uh, but anyway Um So yeah, sometimes when I get Bored of my main character, I just hop over To one of the, the side characters Uh But the gameplay loop Honestly still isn't boring me Because I really like playing with my clan and stuff Like they're cool people and that makes all the difference when you're, like, running with four people and just kind of, like, you know, chatting about the bad loot drops and stuff. Um, it makes all the difference. And now we have the Immortals chat server or whatever. Um, channel. That's the word. Immortals chat channel. And they're all super nice people.
0: That's cool. It's, like,
2: it's names I've seen in the game, you know, since day one. But, like, I didn't really know anything about them because the problem with the game is you have world chat, which is, like, everyone. And then zone, which is usually for raids, like if you're you know if you're just with the people there, um, and then party, which is you know the four person party you're in, and then clan and like whatever faction you're in, um, so if they're not in your clan, you're probably not really talking to them, even though you see them running around, you might do the dungeons with them, that kind of thing. so it's like a lot of these people that like I've, I've known in the game that are now just all chatting together in Immortals Chat, and they're super nice and helpful, and... Yeah. It's a great community, honestly. Like, I know the game gets a bad rap, and I totally understand that, because the grind is predatory. But... It's also a really nice community of people to hang out with. And that makes all the difference. Um, i am I mean, I have no desire to put a ton of money into it. Like, I don't really see a big difference in the grind, whether you put, you know like if you if you buy the five dollar battle pass every month versus dropping thousands of dollars on like legendary gyms and stuff to to buff your stats like crazy, like you're it, it's still the same gameplay loop. <laughs> um, but the people are keeping me around that's i kick, I get kind of bored sometimes on my side characters because I don't have the clan chat, and I'm like, I miss my fans. <laughs> I just have the world chat, which is mostly toxic people. But yeah, so other than that, did not expect to talk about it that long. Um, I actually got back into uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, Really? Not totally sure why. Uh, My wife's been on her uh, Harvest Moon grind again. And so, like, you know, she'll be laying in bed on her Switch and. So, I just brought my switch up there and like was kind of scrolling through like unfinished games like what what I was in the mood for, and I booted it up, and I've actually been really enjoying it this time um and kind of related to Diablo I think like I wasn't sure what, like what the difference was, and I think it's because I'm just kind of grinding out the quests uh, which are very similar to the types of things I've been doing in Diablo, you know you run out, you catch whatever monster, you come back you show it to someone or like you go grab however many of a material and then you take that to someone, like it's very much Fetch Quest but it's ticking those boxes of just like the grind of it all Um, you go out and catch five of the same Pokemon to complete its Pokedex entry, like all that stuff it feels very mobile gamey And not necessarily in a bad way, because, I mean, it's still, you know, free, quote-unquote, like, to do all the content. Obviously, I have to pay for the game. But the structure of it gives that, like, that instant gratification of, like, quick missions to do and turn in. Um, and so I haven't made a lot of, like, actual story progress. (laughs) Um, I unlocked the next area to go to, and, like, was told about Sneasler. Um, but I haven't actually gone to that area to get my Sneasler. Um... I've been trying to clear out all the quests, like, leading up to it or whatever. But yeah, I spent a while just, like, running around the Crimson Mirelands and catching some Pokemon that I would missed before, um, like I said, doing some of the quests. I still kind of hate, um, the Ursa, what's it, what's it called? The new Ursa. Uh. Ursa Luna? I'm just gonna call it Bear, cause
1: that's what it is. I think it's
2: Ursa Luna. I still kind of hate that thing, and it's, like, smell-based ability.
1: Yeah, I barely used it when (laughs) I enjoyed the
2: game. Barely.
1: If I, like, if I want to fast travel, I'm either using, uh... I'm either using the Stantler Evolution, I forget its name, too. Wordier? Or I'm using Braviary, which you get after Sneasel. Yeah.
2: I forgot I didn't have Braviary. Um, but I do, I I like, uh, Legion. Like, I like swimming around... But it's so hard to see the Pokemon underwater. Yeah, Half the time they start attacking me and I'm like, where? <laughs> I died in the water once because I had no idea I was being attacked until it was too late.
0: Oof.
2: Um, but I don't know. Yeah, something, something about that game's clicking now. I don't, it's weird. Um, it did for me too, but then the final mission reared its head. I know. Ooh. And I've been, I've been like, I've had that at the back of my head. Of like how much you hated the completion criteria. And so I'm like, I'm just going to casually enjoy the game. You know, I will go through, maybe beat all the story stuff, and then just be done. Like, I don't need... Yeah, good luck
1: beating all the story stuff at the end, because there's one thing that you can't do unless you complete all the Pokedex stuff first. Oh, that's
2: part of the story? Yes, it I thought is. it was, just, like, for that's, the par-
1: that's part of the reason why I put it down, because you can't finish the game and uh, catch Arceus until you've gathered uh, data on every single Pokémon. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I think also like I've been looking at a lot of uh, Pokemon leaks and stuff for the new games, and so I think that got me wanting to play it again too, because it's the most similar to the new ones until they come out. Um, That's fair. But I mean, the the battles and like Pokemon catching mechanics are still really solid. Um, but anyway, aside from that, uh, we played some multiverses on stream last week
1: mm. that we did
2: <laughs> um I don't know if Ben was going to talk about it because he was a lot more negative me but me and Tyler enjoyed, enjoyed it quite a bit I will give my um, Yeah, it was pretty fun. Thoughts. Got to play as Finn so I can't complain. Yeah. And we'll talk about it later in the news too. There's some stuff coming, but mm-hmm. um there's also leaks of a story mode, which I didn't put in the news or anything because really uh it's just rumored at this point. But you know, Bo shares stuff with me because he's obsessed with that game. And there's like the game's in beta now, so I wouldn't be surprised if they added it to the
1: main game when that eventually comes. Right, out.
2: I think that's the plan. But there was like a data mine uh, with some information on like a like you know, I don't I don't remember the file names or whatever, but it was essentially like a story dot mode <laughs> um, that hints that there's story something yeah that there's something there. And uh, there was, like, a, a potential villain name and that kind of thing. But even if they don't add that, like, I think that's a solid fighter. Um, I was bummed about the, like, they, they changed the locked roster. Um, I Weekly, maybe? I'm not sure how often.
1: Yeah, it's on a weekly rotation, okay. uh, depending on what starting characters you get. Gotcha. Like, when you played, uh, Harley Quinn was available to you. Right. But in this one, the, the week we played... It only had a Garnet, Finn the Human, uh, Superman, and the weird dog thing that they created for the game. Yeah,
2: I hate that stupid dog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was a little disappointed because like Harley was my main, and I got really good with her, and then she was locked now, and I'm like, okay, that kind of sucks because like, you can just see someone, that's like you know your highest level character, but you can't play them because they're not unlocked at the moment um once you do like get enough points to unlock a character and everything they stay unlocked but it's just annoying to like be good with someone and not be able to use them um but that aside i did i do like the game quite a bit um the character variety is so random but cool uh the stages are really interesting um I know Ben liked the Batcave Cave stage quite a bit.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, that stage was. Yeah,
2: nice. was, and I actually I really liked the Scooby Mansion one because um, it, it like it cool has too. walls you have to basically take down before you can kill anyone. Like the, there's no real like stage outs until you know they stop smacking against the walls. Um,
1: yeah, the Themyscira stage kind of reminds me of Battlefield from Smash Brothers, which is kind of why I'm craving too. Yeah,
2: so. I was thinking it's like a mix between that and like the Skyloft stage.
1: Yeah, that's Because
2: that's I true. see the Wonder Woman statue in the background, and it just makes me think of Skyward Sword for some reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely some of the characters are hit or miss. Uh, like, they don't feel very balanced. Finn, especially, is pretty broken.
1: Yeah, he's pretty <laughs>
2: busted. But, again, it's in beta. I'm sure they'll do some balancing. Um, I guess they already have done some balancing.
0: This comes out tomorrow, so like official 1.0 release to mark as of this recording yeah. oh it does okay yeah, official 1.0 maybe fair enough
2: um but no I, I i i had a lot of fun with that with you guys um i'm just a little bummed that yeah. like the the custom lobby with friends doesn't like let you get any currencies or anything um so we pretty much just played for like an hour and a half and didn't earn anything um I get why they do that, but they could give you a little bit. Like, the only way to get anything is by, like, giving kudos to your friends, and those are limited. They're like a currency, essentially. Yeah. Um, So I wish it was more like uh, Mario Strikers, the new Mario Strikers game, where it's like, if you play online with friends, you get, like, minimal coins, but at least it's something for every match. Whereas if you play, you know, ranked online or whatever, you get a lot more. Um, But... It is what it is. Uh, and then really the only other thing that I can think of offhand at least, um, I pulled my Vita back out and um, I think I talked about it before, but I, I spent a little more time with uh, Tales of Heart R, um, the which is one of the earlier Tales games. Right. Um, I want to say it was a port. Like the Vita version is a port of a japan only ps2 game maybe
0: not too familiar with that one
2: yeah i can't remember i know it's a port and
1: it's i feel like the only tales game on ps2 i'm aware of is tales of the abyss Hmm.
2: i mean again this one would have never come here before like it was japan only until this version so i don't remember but point is it's pretty cool um it's i mean it's it's definitely more old fashioned it's kind of like more along the lines of like tales of symphonia um but it has some really neat things in it like i kind i unironically love the uh simplified um like cutscene bits because whenever you like have the you know you can like hit select to go into like optional dialogue the tales games have pretty much always had those little you know those little back and forth moments. Um, It essentially shows your characters as, like, their, their, like, square portraits up on screen. They're lightly animated, like the, you know, the faces move around a little bit and stuff. Um, All the dialogue is in Japanese, unfortunately. Um, I didn't see an English VO option. They probably didn't bother. But what's fun is, like, despite them just being, like, character portraits on screen they still kind of, like, move around the screen and stuff. So, like, if a character's angry, their portrait might, like, bash into another portrait and kind of, like, you know, knock it off to the side a little bit. Or, like... That's a common thing you see in visual novel games. Oh, is it? Okay. I hadn't seen it in a Tales game before, and I don't really play visual novels, so... I
1: feel like they did that in Symphonia, though, because I did play that for a little bit, and do recall the skits doing something like that.
2: I thought that one had them, like... uh, like kind of half like like more uh, bust style, not you know in in frames. But I might be wrong. I might be misremembering. It's been a very long case. time since I played Symphonia. Um, Same. But no, I just I think it's a neat presentation because it does it's not super like you know heavily animated or anything, but it's a nice touch that still makes it feel like you're engaged with the play, the characters as they're talking. Um. And there are some like actual cutscenes too. Um the anime style is really nice and looks great on the Vita screen um, but the gameplay itself is again a little more simple but I kind of like the uh, combat system honestly because you have like just your main attack and then you can combo that with the the you know arts just like other games um, but this game uses what's called uh, Spiria uh, for their weapons which are essentially like Kind of the um, like Yu Gi Oh! dual discs, like on their arms, but they transform into weapons in battle. And you can power them up in different ways. Uh, So, like every level up, you get um, some Spiria points or whatever it's called, and you can put those towards like a kind of a flower looking uh, five tier system. And every time you level up one of the tiers, you unlock some new ability or something like that. Um, And those can be, you know, active art abilities, um, passive skills. Uh, stat buffs, that kind of thing. Um it's it's a very clean system. It's not super complicated, but it makes combat feel quick. And every character's unique because like their specific spiria has its own tree or flower, I guess, of skills. Um I don't know. It's really cool. Um I, I, I do need some more time with it. I've only put like a few hours in, but uh I was in the mood for an RPG, because, like I said, I've been playing Legends Arceus at home, but I don't have my Switch at work, so that's something I could pull up in my Vita. <laughs> I thought about getting back into Digimon, because that's kind of similar, but I was feeling action RPG. I don't know. That's fair. Yeah. Other than that, I've just been editing. Um, I'm I'm deep in the thralls of this uh, overly ambitious GBA games video. Um. I'm going to be putting out, like, segments of it on TikTok. Uh, I think I'm going to do, like, one game from every genre. Like, kind of, you know, just, just the one one game section. Because that's anywhere from two to four minutes per game. Um, Like, and then when the full video's done, I'll just put that on YouTube. But I was trying to think of a way to get some TikTok uh, content out of this video... Because I'm obviously not going to put an hour-long video on there. I don't
0: think... Be... Uh, two minutes and yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah, that's how much you can do. No, it's like 10 minutes now. Is it 10 minutes no now? one ever... Yeah. And nobody would watch it. That's not the point of the platform. Exactly. Unless... Yeah. It... I mean, Unlo- even my... Yeah.
2: Like, my PlayStation Randomizer videos are all under four minutes. Like, yeah. that's...
0: I try to make that, my I cut off. Yeah. Even if you have, like, some uh. kind of weird narrative between your TikToks as some some creators out there do nobody would sit through 10 minutes on the TikTok video just, that's not what the platforms right. for their attention spans are too
2: short wait did I just say that? <laughs> wait who said that I wasn't listening
0: <laughs> don't worry do we're just see? talking down Gen Z they don't matter <laughs> they, they're already clicked off anyway it's been over 10 minutes exactly that's <laughs> true well, yeah I think that's it okay cool Mighty Tyler, what have you been up to?
1: Okay, so here's what I've been up to uh, for this new deck profile for Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. But before I can get into that, I have a question to ask the both of you. At one point, uh, have did you quit the Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game? Did I quit?
2: Uh... I mean... Technically, I quit, like, after, like, the original run or whatever. Um, because I, I watched the cartoon, like, up through, like, the, you know, the Yugi saga or whatever. Like, up through the um, the weird... So, so basically, Duel Monsters. Uh, up to Battle City, right? Yeah. For
0: me. It, yeah, definitely for me. Okay.
2: With the games, it's a little trickier. Because I would kind of, like, I would duck in every now and then um, to play the newer games... Um, but I didn't really realize that, like, the mechanics were changing or whatever. I tried to play it the same way, and so I'd get wrecked, like, immediately. And so, like, I really didn't play any past, like, the GBA DS era. Um, but, I mean, I dabbled.
1: Okay, so ballpark estimate is probably around 2005 when the GX era started. Okay. Yeah, I don't really know Um, what that is. Uh, It's basically when Duel Monsters ended and when Yu-Gi-Oh! GX started making the rounds. No, I know, but I mean, like, Uh,
2: I I played the GX games and don't know, like, what that arc is. I never watched the show or anything.
1: It's basically a bunch of kids go to uh, trading card school and a bunch of shenanigans ensue. Lowe's been watching it recently, Mm -hmm. and he's a big fan. But, anyway, uh, that's far from the point. The reason I ask this is because there is a single point in history... Where a bunch of people quit the game because of the release of one set. Let me set the stage for you guys. It's January 2008, and the GX era is near its end. Like, it only has two sets left in it before uh, the 5D's era starts, and we get the new big mechanic and synchro monsters. The Phantom, uh, Phantom Darkness is one of the best sets in the GX era, uh, which was followed by a whole bunch of cluster sets in the GX era. This set introduced a whole bunch of incredibly powerful dark monsters that synergize incredibly well with each other. And the biggest boy of them all and the most in vogue card of 2008 is this one Dark Armed Dragon. D- or Dad, Dad for I've short. seen you
0: tweet about this. Yes.
1: So. This is the card that made or break, uh Yu-Gi-Oh! in the competitive sense, because if you had this card, you were in the reins to play competitively from that point forward. But if you didn't have it, then you get your ass stomped on, and you'd have to either scrounge around and pay 300 bucks for a copy, or you would just do what most other people did and just quit the game altogether, because... All these decks uh, in the competitive scenes revolved around this one card, and it forever changed how the game was played forever. Like, this was the start of combo decks, Um, and this is the deck that I kind of went with this week because it's a neat piece of history for sure. Basically, um, there's three dads, honestly. Uh, The big get with this card is you can only special summon it if you have exactly three dark monsters engraved which is incredibly easy to do since you're um, always milling out dark monsters uh, with their synergistic effects anyway. And another thing that he can do, which was a really hard out back in the day, uh, he can you can banish a dark in your grave and target one card in the field and destroy it. It is not once per turn, by the way, so as long as you have darks in grave, you can just clear out your opponent's board and just win immediately like, it was nuts. That was the entire strategy all throughout the competitive scene in 2008, and that's kind of what I wanted to incorporate in this strategy. Uh, Whether it works in this current format is kind of left up in the air, but it is kind of fun just to go through it all. Uh, Also, at the time of this recording, um, the uh, first Master Duel, uh, Duelist Cup, uh, finally got started, and I played a few duels in that, um, got to squeak a few wins in, but mostly got wrecked because there are a bunch of sweaty dudes online, and in this uh, Duel Cup, it seems that they're even sweatier than uh, the usual ranked Lovely. matches, but, you know, it's whatever. Aside from that, game-wise, I've been playing a, few, a bit more of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I have just finished Chapter 5, so I think I'm halfway through you're, the game. You're There's ahead like of me now, in
0: Xenoblade 2, right? you are officially ahead. Oh yeah, shit! Really? Uh, I've been side, I've been okay. side questing, so I've been, I've been pushing the plot forward. We're talking about the same game, right? Xenoblade uh, Oh, 2? 2, Never mind. Sorry. Um, I no, I already, I beat you in that race by five years. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Nah, you're fine. Uh, it's just a thing uh, I have. I. It's a game that I put down many times, uh, for various reasons, but. I'm just picking it back up again and uh, almost at the point where I got the furthest. So, and there's a lot of stuff in the plot that I completely forgot about, uh, like the Jin fight in particular. I totally forgot that was a yeah. thing. Um, I also almost uh, gotten all the important blades that you can uh, feasibly get you your got, hands on. Have you gotten Cosmos
0: and, and um, I can't remember her other counterpart. Cosmos.
1: Uh, I don't believe I am, I unlocked okay. that one. Uh, all I know is I have Ursula, and she is by far my That's favorite. That's the bear, right? Because she, yep, she is the songstress that always has a polar bear, and her
0: side quest is adorable. Yeah. Um, be sure to get bo- if you like. Did you get Boreas or Borea How do we pronounce that name? Boreas. It's like a big balloon. David Boreanus. No.
2: I don't okay. think so. Hopefully uh, you get Lucky
0: and unlucky because he's one of the better healing blades in the entire game.
2: Alright,
1: uh, I, got, I got something to look forward to. And another thing that I was looking forward to... Zeke is a party member now! My friendship with Rex has ended. Rex is the new... Proto- uh, Zeke is the new protagonist you now. You don't go
0: around another man's turtle.
1: Yeah, man. You don't go around handling a man's turtle. That is another euphemism. But it's whatever. Um, I haven't really touched the game since I finished Chapter 5, So, and there is one part of the game that I am particularly dreading, so I'm just kind of uh, biding my time and completing as many quests as I can just in preparation for that one part. I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about yes. then. Okay, good. Aside from that, right before we started, actually, I got started with Digimon Survive, I made a promise last week that I would actually get around to playing it, and I did, although it kind of took a bit of motivation on my part to actually get around to doing it. And I just finished the prologue, and it's actually kind of gripping, honestly. Uh, The way that the story is told, and uh, how the characters are basically uh, portrayed, uh, just a whole bunch of uh, teenagers on a camping trip that... uh, somehow stumble into like a weird world full of digital monsters and stuff kind of reminds me of the beginning episodes of Digimon Adventure which is more or less the same yeah. premise down to uh making down to the weird snowstorm in the middle of spring yeah, I remember
2: that isn't that the point I thought it was like a Digimon reboot essentially uh survive yeah, yeah.
0: I mean no right
2: like the only real
1: connection between that is basically uh, the premise I just mentioned and the fact that the main character has an Agamon for, uh, for his partner, but aside from that, it's pretty different, all things considered. Oh. Um, I only got a few battles in, and as uh, Ben said last week, it's basically a tactical RPG, and I actually kind of like it so far like it's pretty simple in the way that it's presented like you can still do like uh digimon special skills and make them move around the map and uh have them move away from or closer to any mons and so far it seems pretty solid uh right before we uh, started recording i ran into a betamon and uh Apparently, there's a SMT persona talking system where you can recruit Digimon to be your allies. Which is kind of cool. I kind of forgot that was a thing from all the promotional shit that uh, we've been spoon-fed. From what little that we've gotten, anyway. Mm. Um, The rest has remained to be seen. I'm kind of enjoying it so far. Um, The direction of the story is pretty intriguing. Like... It's mostly like a horror theme kind of game, the way that the story is being presented in all honesty. Like the prologue, the kids are all being chased by Gatsuman, which are just a bunch of little rock boys, which, if you remember from the show, is pretty non-threatening. But in this game, they actually make them kind of menacing, and I actually do kind of like that change. Uh, I'll report more on this game next week, so stay tuned for that
0: okay uh i really haven't played much getting back to work getting back to so losing all that free time i had on my vacation so even xenoblade took to a crawl but that's pretty much what i've been playing uh why play anything else no i actually did uh i've evo once as as usually does it reignites you know not that i ever lost it this year but like i wasn't playing as many competitive especially after Ty and i um, played King of Fighters. I wasn't really playing on a weekly basis, but, like, watching Shrive, the high-level Shrive, I started playing Guilty Shrive more. Even when Tyler bought it for me Christmas, I played a little bit, but didn't really give it a... Didn't really dive further into it. And, like, now, I'm, like, full into it. I streamed it yesterday. I got a new follower out of it, who also plays Guilty Gear, and they went to Evo, so that was really cool. Shout-out to you. Shout-out to you, Exu. Um, I just... I just... I love the game. It's raw as hell. Um... I, I love how hard-hitting it is, um, and I'm starting to become more comfortable with my character Giovanna. Uh, I thought about switching characters, I changed things up for streaming. I was like, no, I think I should just, from a competitive standpoint, I think I'm going to stick with her. And streaming yesterday, I I, I learned that, like, I, the, I have, I talked that I like a lot of fighting games, and that's why I did the first 10s, like, to sort of feel comfortable, like, getting used to playing fighting games on stream, and but not necessarily playing against random people, like, complete random strangers online. And yesterday, I felt like I took a step forward and becoming more comfortable playing something like an online competitive thing um most of the chat you know was 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 supportive as hell that that really really helped um it, the game is just a lot of fun um even even against characters that are bullshit like um the one instance i, I fought against the tempest and I, like i I didn't really play i didn't even know what tempest was who they who they were prior to this game and they're pretty much Uh, They are zoner and Yeah, they want to keep you at mid to full screen. And I play a character, her whole whole, uh, structure is get in your face and stay in your face. Like, that's that's the character I like to play. And it was really fun to overcome that, to find the gaps in their their, uh, defense and to basically stay in their mug. Um, And then for them to try to fight me off, like, it's that wonderful rock, paper, scissors button. And I thought I would be sick of the counter, counter, because if you get, like, a big counter hit... The whole screen fills up with counter. It's 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 kind of insane, but I love it because it's like I equivalent. It's like my equivalent to in Street Fighter Five. There's a thing called um, a crush counters, where if you hit somebody with usually a standing with a heavy kick or heavy punch, it goes, and then like usually you can like cancel into something and start a big combo. It's not the same in terms of like mechanic wise, but just that sense of neurons firing. So like. Um, it's a dope Yeah, finish. so, and, like, what I'll do is, so, like, it gives you a punch, kick, slash, heavy slash, so you don't have light, medium, or heavies. You can kind of achieve them like that, but they're not the same, so I don't think of them like that. But my favorite button to do it, with Giovanna is her heavy slash. She has two. She has her forward heavy slash, which basically is, like, a like a guile bazooka knee where she, like, lunges forward with her knee, and she can basically carry you up, carry the opponent up. Or she has a sta- just standing heavy slash where she just does an outward kick, and they both are so good. Um, it just like it's instant like oh it's it's the game's a lot of fun and I fought a variety of characters I think I didn't fight the entire roster um, like I I don't see like and surprisingly I like I thought my character was low tier but she's not apparently she's pretty like like she's top ten um, which I didn't even think I didn't even assume she was just because
1: yeah man Giovanna's cool is cool you know,
0: she's cool but doesn't mean people play her and like I, like like the 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 the, the two top tiers don't touch her but I like her um, I did play against the new character Bridget that girl is a problem. Because that girl, she's very much like Testament, where she wants to basically keep you at mid to full screen. Those yo-yos are a fucking problem. Um, but She will walk the dog on your ass. But it's it's really, really fun to, um, again, figure out that chess game out of how to get in, when to jump in, when to dash in. And now that I understand how Roman cancels work, and you know that was something I, I never really f- understood in the previous Guilty Gear or even when I started this one. Um, it, it's like added a whole new layer to my game. Am I good at Roman cancels? Am I optimizing combos to the extent? No, but I won games and I understood what I was doing with them. So I think that's all that really matters in that sense. You know, I, I'm loving it. And the fact that this game's going to get a PC, PS5, PS4 cross-play update, like I think later this year, that's even better. More people to fight. I love it. Um, which is funny because uh, I think PS5 has less input lag than even PC right now with the latest patch they put out, which is crazy to think about.
1: I think it is. So, does.
0: um yeah, Gu- Gu- I'll probably play, I won't lie, I'll probably if I'm not playing Xenoblade after this show, i am probably playing a couple more Guilty Gear matches just because it's so much fun. Um Play that game, it's so yeah, good. It is, thank you, Tyler, for getting me there for Christmas. Um I don't You're need to, I didn't buy Street Fighter V's DLC for like six years, so I I don't need I don't think I need to buy the unless the character really sticks out to me, I don't think I'll be buying the DLC characters for uh, for Guilty Gear. Not even maybe maybe Viking, but I'll wait for this. You don't want to play Happy no, Chaos? Don't. You don't want to play the highest tier character in the game? I don't want to play the, the shooting Murph guy. No. Um, so, besides that, uh, I've only been playing Xenoblade. Um, Xenoblade 3. I've, I've kind of taken a halt in the story. I, I've pretty much been doing side quests because a lot opened up. Like, a lot. And I'm like... And, and so, very much similar, I talked about how neurons are firing. Uh, I started doing the affinity chart thing again. And... I think I like this version of the affinity chart the best because, it, like, yes, it's side the side quests a lot, but it's not, like, simple side quests of the go get me this thing, go get me that thing. A lot of the side quests are, like, very, like, small narratives. They may not be the deepest narratives of them all, but they're, uh, they're, they're, they're deep narratives nonetheless. And, um, like, for instance, the one I did today uh it was I, I was doing for i can't remember what calling it was i won't say it for spoiler wise but i was helping this new girl be it, who's trying to learn to be an offseer try to like she's very when you first meet her in one mission she's very shy and unassuming like uh you know like to kind of like that she's not voiced or anything but that's the impression of her until you do these other quests and then her quest unlock unlocks and she basically wants to like send off her friend who who passed away who died in battle and like there's each you go have to go to three different um corpses to send them off and each segment has like a very deep dialogue and like well i don't know if i feel anything i feel like the notes are hollow for me like very like introspective stuff and it's, i'm just sitting there like this is a fucking side quest this is amazing is it the longest cyclist in the world And like no it didn't have to be but it was enough and and then like when you talk to somebody after an event happened you go to the affinity chart it'll tell you like they're the, either a line will get, get created or a um Uh, Or like their status will change, and and like to see the uh, affinity in your back. See, see all the webs coming around, like how people are connected. It's that's a lot of fun, and and I'm like, maybe I should just do the side quest. I'm like, no, I'm gonna do the story. And then I fought a a, a, a unique monster and I got killed for it. Like the first time, a unique monster beat me on the as you do. But for the most part, I usually have been kicking unique monsters' ass in this game. Um, So uh, there's that, but. this game continues to amaze me. I haven't put as much time into it as I did before. Again, because I've been working, but other than that, it has been a, a as good of an experience as I could have hoped for. And part of me now, I'm like, I'm debating: Do I keep doing these side quests and like keep just play the game as long as I can, or do I just go straight ahead and do do a couple of side quests about the story? quests. I don't know. I honestly don't know because I don't. I don't want this ride to end, but at the same time, I know it has to end at some point. So I don't know what to do. I could could, I could come back, put it down, come back to the side quests later. But like, part of me wants to do all the side quests like now. Just just do them as much as I can. But I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this one. Um, but I'm still loving it. Like that's the point. Um, I, I I think I have two more hero classes that I can unlock. I just have to discuss them at the fi- at the table because that's how you unlock quests. Like you hear overhear conversations and you talk to people and then then you go on then you like go on a quest. Uh, it's it's I, I really like that system. Um. This game continues to be a blessing. Like I said, no matter how good the small indie game is going to be, ain't nothing, ain't, ain't nothing else beating it this year. Nothing. I don't, I don't care how how, how bad an indie game makes you cry this year because there's going to be one. There hasn't been one yet, but there's going to be one. Uh, it's not beating Xenoblade. I don't care how good it is. Um, uh, that's about it. Yeah, I, I, I played a little bit of. I bought Dark Soccer's The Night War uh, Vampire Savior for uh Switch on Capcom Arcade game. That's only because I had enough gold coins for it, and I'm like i want it on my switch so fuck it and i don't have to spend 40 bucks for the for the arcade collection again and so i did and i, I actually beat some arcade modes ending in that and that game that game is, is super fun even even on the switch it looks really great on the all led screen um not much to say on there that i haven't said already before uh but that's it for now we're gonna go take a quick break and then when we come back we'll be discussing some short news all righty Hello everybody, welcome to back to another episode of another episode? Another Welcome Wow. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome back to another half of the Charge Games Cast. I almost talked to up again. Moving on! We have a first bit of news. Uh Kirby we got a trailer for Kirby Dream Buffet, which is like we, we talked about this a while ago, I believe. The new the basically the uh New Battle royale game or Kirby Air Ride game. Um, it's just a new trailer showing off some of the new powers, uh, some stages and the mini-games that are in there. Uh, presentation-wise, this is, this looks re- really, really sweet. Uh, shit, it even has a battle path. Uh, this looks so like Kirby Mari Domacy. Hmm? Y'all both said something. I'm going to need one of y'all to speak now. I was just
1: making a Kirby Mari Domacy mm-hmm. joke. Like, and i was
2: laughing at you saying it looks sweet.
0: I mean it does. Uh but
2: but Yeah, but it's a it's a
0: game about eating sweets. So. I know. Sweets, I know. So. Fat fat joke. Thank you. Um no, it wasn't a fat joke. It was about eating sweets. Got him. Um but yeah, this game looks cool. Like i don't know if i want to play it immediately. Um i still i'm still boggling in mind that this wasn't like DLC attached to Kirby's uh um uh the most recent forgotten land uh game, but uh Nintendo just loves to throw out random Kirby spin off games out of out of fucking nowhere. Like mm-hmm. Hey anybody got what you guys working on? Kirby Kirby Dream Buffet? Alright, throw it out. Start <laughs> out. Um I wouldn't be
2: surprised if it's like a free to play game that gives you like some content if you have a
0: forgotten land save yeah. file or something. If if the, I would hope like this is one of those games like if you have a the expansion pack it is, you officially have access to it, like that'd be nice. Um, they've done that several times already, so why not do it with this game? Because, I mean, I I guarantee it's free to play. I mean, yeah, because s- they showed like different costumes and things like that. Yeah, they haven't said shit, so we'll have to wait and see. But probably not something yeah. I'm going to put my invest into it. But I do like the presentation overall. I just like like they
2: actually show off what the game is. Like I didn't really understand the concept from the initial trailer, but this shows off like the different modes, which look really cool. It's like a kind of a racing mode and a a more just like straight up fight mode and like some mini games. And then the way that they make some of the uh, the, like classic power ups work with food is really cool, too. And some new power ups that are like more race uh, focused or I should say speed focused, not race focused. Um, Yeah, I don't know. There's there's like some really cool stuff here. And we get a little Kirby car. Yes. Some Kirby car action. Carby. Carby.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm excited this for kinda it. This
1: kind of reminds me of the minigame modes from Pokemon
2: Stadium, and I'm all for that. Hmm. This does say pre-order now, so maybe it's not free.
0: I mean, uh, it could... I mean, like... It's probably not. I mean, if I go to the eShop right now, I, I could find out, but I don't want to. Um I did. Does it say a price? Uh fifteen bucks. There you go. Uh, Fourteen ninety
1: nine. So not free. So not
0: bad. That's I feel like I feel like just put a part of the expansion pack. Um Yeah. Just, just Yeah. Just 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 uh just do that. Okay. So uh next up, more Nintendo news. We officially got a centered only direct for Splatoon Three, which is coming out, I believe, in October. September September. Um and he, uh, I'm going off an IGN article. Basically, it was shown while the trailer is playing. Um, the Octolines are going to be playable again, which I, I don't even remember that they were playable in the second game. It's been I barely touched the second game to be honest with you. Only in the expansion, um, mm. okay. Um, of course, some familiar uh, Judd's back. Little Judd's back. Uh, Captain Cuttlefish is back, um, uh, and it looks like uh, Maria are somehow back. Um, and they're also bringing some new, new, uh, new characters. Um, let's see. Uh, Mr. It looks like there's some, I know I saw some guy just called big. Like it's this big old like fish. Um,
2: yeah, there's, there's three new, um, I don't have the thing, the article in front of me, but there's three new like announcer people.
0: Yeah. Um, Uh, Fry, Shiver, and and Big big. Man. Fry, Shiver, and Big Man. That's That's their name. So like, it looks like. The, the thing to do with this, every game, we're going to get a new host. Which I like the host in the last game, but a lot of people like Callie and Marie. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that is what it goes. That, that, to me, it's just like, more Amiibo to sell? Um, that, that's the right. cynical way to look at it. But hey, you know, I always, whenever I did boot up Splatoon 1 or Splatoon 2, it was always cool to like have them hear the maps. Here's what's going on today. You know, that was always fun. Keep that presentation going. Uh, Turf War, of course, is the main game. Um, but of course they're also bringing uh, uh, Anarchy Battles um, And the, coming back is uh, Splat Zones, Tower Control, Rainmaker uh, And clan Blitz um, it's, uh, Splatoon 2 rankings May work differently With Texan and Anarchy And again, players that can win 5 and triumph And or lose 3 and be out uh, Salmon Run is also coming back As you saw in the previous trailer um, Which has new bosses um, and then there's two other modes. Uh, that are, that, like they're, they're teasing, which is League Battle, uh, which returns from past platoon games, and a new b- mode called X Battle, which is only available after taking a very higher rank in Anarchy. So we don't know what that is yet. Uh, they'll probably do like a like a like a like a trailer before the game comes out. Um, new returning stages. So um, uh, Scorch, uh, some of the Scorch George, Etel Alleyway, Out Alley. Meat metalworks undertow spillway and Hagglefish market um and never return Return to this game uh, uh museum di Fascino, which i played on that one that's actually a really cool stage on the second game hammerhead bridge mahi mahi resort Ink cat Acad- art academy sturgeon shipyard Mako and Wahoo world uh no More towers which is what the thing i saw people cheering about because apparently people hated that map I-, I guess so i like that but those are the cool ones um and a whole course Isn't that the one that got a smash stage? Yes, that's the smash stage one. Yeah, but a lot of people don't like it in, in the. Uh, from what I at least what I gathered, based on the amount of retweets that shit got, that a lot of two players do not like that as a as a stage. I thought it was cool. Hmm. Um, new weapons and abilities are coming. Uh, you can see that all on the trailer. The new lobby. I actually like how it looks. It's like inside a gym. I, I you know I like I like the city environment from the first two, but I think this gym thing is pretty cool. Um, of course, they go over the the clothing. And also, this is a big thing, which... Okay, they're doing it. Uh, there's going to be a uh, trading card game in this. Um, and it's 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 a it's called Table, Tuff, Table Turf Battle, which allows you to play in a competitive 1v1 card game spin off or Turf War. There are 150 collectible cards, and you'll get in-game starter deck as part of the regular play. It's unclear if you'll play against friends or online, but we do know you'll be able to battle against this PC. So if you're a card person, it's in a separate mode altogether, but they maybe they're testing the waters to see like how other splatoon spin-offs will do because at this point, you know, that's going to happen. We're going to get there. where We're going to get like w- weird splatoon spin-offs. Um, it is kind of a neat like the game
1: was clearly
2: a fan of Triple Triad. Yeah, it's kind of a neat system. Like every card is like kind of a different splatter shot in a way, and like I don't know. I can, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it'd be neat, but I won't be
0: touching it with a 10 foot pole. Anyways, uh, I mean, I'm not going to get the game, so I just think, I'm just saying, I think it's cool. The story mode comes, it has a title, uh, Return of the uh, the Mammalians, and focuses on discovering the secret of the fuzzy ooze set within an area called Alterna. You are recruited as Agent 3 to the new Squidbeak Splatoon and battle the Octarian army alongside a small fright friend. Not much else is known except that the cuttlefish Callie and Marie will make appearances. Um, and of course, the Splatoon app that worked with the Switch to i is going to be back. Uh, yes, you can draw back in the game, like you have in the previous two installments. So don't worry about that. You'll get great Reddit memes, and of course, it's getting new uh, amiibo. Um, so that. But here's the one that actually has me excited, which is probably why I'll be picking up the game. Uh, to have like it's just another another side competitive game to go along with Monster Hunter. Uh, not only are we expecting free post on updates to the catalog, more weapons and stages, game modes coming online. Nintendo's release, a large-scale paid DLC for Splatoon 3. More details will come later. We also got tons of details about the Return of Splatfest, which will now include three teams to, to, to choose from instead of the additional two. The first, of uh, the Splatfest, is coming on August 27th as a pre-release event, in the theme is Rock, Paper, Scissors. Um, so, yeah. Um, which then I saw a whole bunch of funny memes of, like, various trip like triple things and like choose your side so that that could be a way because splat fest were obviously some of the highlights in splatoon 1 and splatoon 2 too, and not that people were tired of them because they were not like an everything you think you would do they're they like a special thing we're, like how can you make a special thing even special well this is their attempt and we're gonna see how that goes um i just hope like they're unique like reason they're, they're fun. i don't i never care what they are like it doesn't to me it never really matter what the choices were it's just the, the the map and the stages. They were all was always really really cool, and you got cool shit if your team won. Um, so uh, just pick the popular choice, even if you don't agree with it. You know, where did you do lie to your country or to, or to your or to your commander? Anyways, um, I had to say it. saw Solid Three somehow. So that's Spatoon Three. Um, the decision is yours and yours yeah. alone. So Spatoon Three looks like it's going to be action packed. I just hope that. I keep up with it, unlike the last game where I just stopped playing altogether. <laughs> uh, I put more time to Splatoon 1 than I did uh, Splatoon 2. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, Fall Guys is getting uh, some stuff. Um, as they are now getting new costumes for Sonic, Eggman, Tails, Knuckles, and Super Sonic, which are available... No! Oh, God. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> <coughs> huh. Huh. Huh sorry um, so yeah fine. Fall Guys uh, this is after the Godzilla return now um, these uh, you can basically play as Sonic as well as it has it's own Sonic thing, level and event uh, these do cost not the in game currency but the uh, the basically the equivalent to V-Bucks that they now use so you're going to be popping at least $20 for at least two of these costumes if you want them that bad uh, prior to this remember they used to be for crowns I believe um, the Doctor Eggman one
2: is adorable, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. All
2: these costumes are great, and all. I right like most of them look chunky and weird, but Eggman actually works
0: because he is chunky and weird.
1: Yeah, because he is being right.
0: And chunky. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, I I I think they're cool. I like the stage. I I, I really like the st- the, 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 uh, the 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 stage. Um. Mm-hmm. There you go. Fall guys is still all guys is still, still keep uh, keep on climbing. Um, I haven't played it a lot. I, 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 I failed my promise. Uh, TwitchCon, um, there was some controversy a while back that they were not going to do vaccination requirements or masking requirements. And a lot of people, of course, freaked out as they should, but now it seems they're changing their mind. Um, as they released a statement, um, and they are updating their policy as that mask will be required indoors as well as either proof of vaccination or negative COVID tests Uh, and then they, they, um, and pretty much just verifying it. Um, and then pretty much, then you had a whole bunch of, you had one dude from FaZe, I believe, who basically is like, we're going to do our own thing down the street. No COVID restrictions. Do whatever you want, bro. Kind of, kind of. With
1: Blackjack and hookers. And COVID.
0: (laughs) And and COVID. And monkeypox, probably. Um. Yeah. So yeah, shout outs to Twitch for actually doing the right thing, even if it came under pressure. The important thing is that you did the right thing and just fuckers, if you're gonna go to a large scale mask at that large scale event like this, just wear a mask. Stop being a bitch. We've been doing this for three years. Stop. Right. Just stop. Please. I don't wanna hide this, but I do. Actually I should be hiding this, but I wanna yeah, hide I, this. I should be hiding this, but Masks work for multiple reasons. They don't listen to logic, as, as we've learned. These, are, these these same idiots are defending uh, an FBI raid on the former president. So there you go. And it's the ugliest ones, too, that don't want to wear a mask. It's like, what do you have to show off? That's mean. No, they deserve No, they're idiots. Uh, okay, but, so there you go. Um, wear your mask if you're going to go to an event this huge. And hopefully Twitch actually, Wash actually hands. enforces it. Uh, wash your hands anyway. Uh, I've seen so many people not wash their hands. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Uh, Alright, Multiverse news. Um, Black Adam and Stripe from Gremlins are seemingly confirmed. Um, it, you were asking for more villains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's been an advert that got leaked that basically shows the title screen, basically, Black Adam... Um and of course Stripe from the nineteen eighty eighties movie Gremlins. Or maybe even Gremlins 2. I have no songs as as to seen Gremlins. It's Gremlins. Um okay. Uh, Who could forget Stripe from Gremlins? I don't Classic I re- I re- W B character. I know the
2: look. I yeah, recognize right? the look. I didn't know that fucker it it had a name. Um I just never would
0: have thought he would come out like as a day wave w- one. Yeah. Um so yeah, recently roster of upcoming five characters mentioned Black Adam and Stripe, which I guess like certain legitimacy to the rest of the list. Of course, uh, it makes sense. Uh, Black Adam uh, is going to be in it because Warner Brothers has uh, Black Adam coming out in October, I believe. So they want to get as much Black Adam <laughs> promotion as they can. Uh, even though you have Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but of course, hey, Black having Black Adam in this game would not, not be bad. He was cool in Justice too, so why not? Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, and of course, Stripe was the antagonist for the first Grumman's movie. Uh, he was originally the cuddly Mogwai, and then sp- uh, which spawned off a gizmo and then turned into this monstrous thing that you say like, don't feed him after midnight, which never made sense. Does that mean I can feed him like after 6 a.m.? Where's the cutoff point? Can gizmo never have water? Everything is secondly after midnight when you think so-
1: I mean, if I, feed my- if I feed myself after midnight, I turn into a uh, hideous monster too. No, wait, that's any time of the day.
0: So there you go, and of course multiverses. I'm
2: a monster.
0: Yeah, and and of course Morty's coming. Late, uh, Morty is coming later this week. Uh, in the Rick well, and Morty. Is this Morty on here? Is it both Rick and Morty? Or is it just Morty?
1: I assume Morty would make more sense because if Rick was in, uh, it would just be busted okay. as shit. He would portal in just because he was bored.
0: Yeah, the, the IGN and supposedly Gizmo is coming too. Yeah, that w- that would make sense. If you're going to have that, you're going to have oh. that as well. But We'll see. I don't like multiverses because I think it feels weird. But you know, I I do find Black Adam makes sense. Gizmo, mm-hmm. somebody in that office really likes Gremlins, and they said, "What can we use? Gremlins got it. Go." They probably it was probably one of those things where like they it was easiest to convince. Just put it in there. Uh, I don't. I mean, you gotta have
1: the cuddly little character that isn't the weird rain on. Um, I don't like multiverses.
0: Um, I won't be playing it, so I won't... Is
2: that gonna be your new hill to die on? You'll let Avengers rest now?
0: No, I'm still gonna make fun of Avengers cause of how, because I paid for that game. Multiverses, I, won't, oh, I just okay. won't give the time of day. I just won't play it. Like, it, it can exist. Like, yeah, it's fine, it's whatever. I got other things to play. Avengers... Fair enough. Avengers can just... ride. Sorry for asking. Forever... Give me two Hawkeyes at long. Anyways, um, (laughs) um, next up, this is Sonic Omens. So a couple like it was like a week ago, uh, a trailer for a new Sonic fan game, which made everybody seemingly gone over and basically bash Frontiers for no fucking reason. Um, you know, because hey, you can never you can never praise something. You gotta knock something else down, uh, in order to in order to praise something, right? Um. Now it seems it's coming out that there is some troubled stuff behind... I actually linked some of this, uh, these guys, uh, some of this news on this past weekend, so this is just a more comprehensive of it. Um, Ouroboros Studios, the team behind Sonic the Hedgehog fan game, Sonic almost reportedly finished the project out of spite, blocked anyone who had negative opinion on the game, installed and, and rearranged music from Cars to the video game, sexualized 12-year-old Maria wow. by, fr- by put- including the phrase bad girl on her underwear... Earlier this week... The um, final... By the way,
2: oh, this is a great studio name for for them, um, because an Ouroboros is a snake eating its own tail. Yeah. So they've ba- they're
0: they basically, like, they're screwing themselves over. Pretty much. Earlier this week, the final episode of Sonic Omens release getting the attention of many Sonic fans due to its killing. Chris Thorndyke from Sonic X tuning and turning Sonic Adventure's Maria into a boss battle. Although reactions to the fan game have been fairly mixed, the behind-the-scenes stories collected and shared by Farkle through the Sonic Omens Twitter account painting a much darker picture from both the game and the studio. Uh, they share a document called Sonic Omens and Downfall Overhouse, which alleges that the team pressed anyone who had negative feedback on the game, replaced voice actors without warning, paid while previews behind Patreon, made money for the game through adverts on Game Drill and sexualized Maria, a 12-year-old child. Uh, Maria, Maria, just to clarify it's Maria but Robotnik, uh, who is seen in Sonic Adventure 2 um, and who is dying from a terminal illness in that game, yeah, by the and way? and the reason they know this is because they found in the game files a texture for her underwear that said bad girl. Like, you yes, Like, well, this be, like, why would you even need to texture that, let alone put that there? Um, that just says it all. Uh, yeah, screenshot with the Twitter thread. Also, developers admitting to finish the project out of spite. One of the bigger allegations is that Ouroboros Studios pay well the preview, uh, paywall previews of the game to Patreon and ran ads for it on Game Drill, meaning that it's likely that the team has been making money for the project. Second, said own copyright law uh, laws allow for selling fan games, but doesn't allow for anyone to make money for their IP, which could turn this into a more serious case of race for them. The problem is extended to the game's music as well. Farquhar alleges that John Rise, the composer, uh, the composer behind the game's music, stole the track Oil Rig Race from Cars to the video game and changed the instruments, calling the track Unknown Race and claiming it as his own work. Uh, he's... I'm guessing he assumed that nobody would figure it out, because who's going to play Cars 2? So, kudos to you, good sir, I guess. Um, I mean, I allegedly probably Allegedly did. I should say allegedly, just to put it out there. One of the most serious allegations, of course, is the character Maria. Um, surrogate sister of Shad of the Hedgehog. I never assumed that they were surrogate siblings. That's a weird editorializing right there. Um, okay. Uh, you do you, buddy. Uh, claims anonymous user... Sure, could- thegamer.com. Yeah. Um found the words back. We talked about this. The text is invisible during the boss battle, which Farkle points out well, actually means whoever did it did it for fun. Uh, the document has several other allegations against Orboros Studios, showing screenshots of conversations that Orboros Studios claim Orboros Studios have to respond to the allegations. Uh, there's also an instance that's in the... in the If you go to that tweet, where basically one of the voice actors played the game, was having a miserable time playing the game, and the developers straight up mocked them for, for it on their stream. So, there's that. Wow. Yeah! Um... Uh, like, the trailer was
1: kind of promising, in all honesty, but then this shit started popping up, and I'm just sitting here like,
2: yeah, I'm not gonna give this a shot now. Yeah, it looked good, like, in a trailer, but so does, honestly, Sonic Frontiers looks good in some trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not saying that they're comparable. I'm just saying trailers can be deceiving. A
0: lot of people felt like that though. That, that was like, and I don't even care about that. It's just like it just find it funny that like out of nowhere it comes to this, um, but like I was because I didn't really care. I saw it. I was like, mm, that's fine. It's whatever. I the thing with Sonic fan games is what I've learned from what like 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 just seeing like marathon videos of people playing them. Ninety percent of them are shit. Um, mm-hmm. or either yeah. not necessarily shit, but okay. Seventy percent are shit. Twenty percent are proof of concepts. They're not literally meant to be like like works in progress, so they're not meant to be anything. And then like ten percent, maybe ten percent, that might be Dean Generous or like good, like actual like good games. You're comparing. You're describing the mainline Sonic games, actually. (laughs) Debatable, you know. One, two, three.
1: Most Sonic games are bad. You can't deny this.
0: Knuckles Mania, one Adventure One. Adventure two, everything, basically everything but uh, heroes. Suck it. Um. Anyways, um. Uh, moving on. Uh. The point is, uh, maybe maybe don't get excited about a Sonic fan game immediately because point is Sonic was never good. Oh, shut up, YouTube. That's the from, point. From two thousand and ten, <laughs> Rooster Teeth, whatever the fuck your name is. I don't know who they are anymore. Um. Pick, pick. But yeah. There's a whole website dedicated to did I get of if you actually want to try them, but most of them are not good. Um, but final bit of news. Uh, just to put it out there, we do have a friend who works for the company that is Chris News, so I just need to put that out there that we do have somebody working on there. For I think I have to say that for legal reasons. I hear people do it all the time. I'm just doing it to cover my ass. Uh, Private Division. You just want to sound cool. I do. It does sound cool. I would have said for like... allegations, I do have somebody who works in who works a part of the company. We were not told this information beforehand, and we found this out through legitimate sources. There you go. Um, Private Division has now private divisions Twitter have uh, have uh, partnered with what a workshop. Where does the same sound familiar? They are the they are the uh, workshop behind basically the the costumes and puppets for the Lord of the Rings movies and various various other movies since then. But that is where they became famous. And they not... I
2: think that's um uh Andy Circus's studio, isn't it? No, unless things
0: changed. Weta was He the... owns
2: like a like a uh visual effects company.
0: This is not Weta Weta workshop is the is like the art like the in live action stuff. Weta digital is the computer stuff. So this says Weta workshop. So this says Costumes Creatures Collective, so I, makers of cool stuff, animatronics. So This is they're they're talking about the armor shop, not the not the digital side, which is where the digital.
2: Oh, gotcha.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. usually like the horns and, and shit. What okay. What? I don't know if I don't. Unless Andy Circus bought a second to come company realize, I don't never heard of him owning it. Like that was that was a thing beforehand. That was like Peter Jackson's thing. Um.
2: Yeah, maybe they inspired him to make his own
0: thing. Maybe. Uh, I didn't even know he did that. Honestly, uh, I just followed him as an actor. But either way, the point is, is that they're teaming mm. up and they're going to basically publish. They're going to publish a new game set in Lord of the Rings. So, Pride Division is going to make a Lord of the Rings mm. game, which um, or publish one, so like with with the help of White Workshop. Who, who again, when people think of Lord of the Rings in the modern day, who do they go to? They go to those three films that Peter Jack directed, which he used a Workshop. To make those awesome costumes, those miniatures, everything. So it's gonna have that. Well, at least gonna have access to that stuff. That's cool. That is that is that is so cool. Um, considering that Gollum game is never gonna come out, it seems <laughs> not that. <laughs> I don't listen. Um, I hope that game is good, but like what ha- I want to know what happened behind the scenes that it got delayed so bad. It's been like five years okay so weta digital
2: is owned by or founded by peter jackson that's what i figured yeah um andy circus made uh the imaginarium
0: okay yeah weta digital
2: With, i mean inspired by weta
0: yeah well yeah yeah weta digital was like like they were like they made them a household name like now they do like a whole bunch of other like visual effects shit around the world now because of it because of yeah. those movies but that's really cool that that's the private divisions making moves they definitely want to be a bigger force in the gaming industry, and they're and they're going to show it for it. So, mm-hmm. please, can look if I have a request, remake Lord of the Rings: The Third Age, like give, give me <laughs> give me a turn based RPG, please. I I don't I don't care what you have to do with EA to get that license to get those characters. Just just give me that. Listen, that's all I want. Make a Lord of the Rings
1: game based off of Final Fantasy X-2 so that the cycle... Yes! Have
2: a job system where you... Oh, yes. Yes. All the characters change... Like, do these dances into goofy costumes.
0: They they have Sailor Moon yes, transformations. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it silly. Um, I... Cause, like, I don't know. Cause Lord of the Rings is, is different. Cause there's definitely stuff you could explore. Like, that's what, like, the Amazon show is doing it. But, like, I don't know what I would want out of a new game that does not tied to the books. Um... You know, maybe, maybe like, I don't know, but I mean, the Third Age is a solid era. Yeah, to, there's to a, work from. There's a, there's a lot. There's a huge timeline to span from. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think like I don't think we get a turn-based. Uh, Probably sorry, not.
2: Uh, yeah, turn-based RPG. Like people just don't make those as much anymore. Uh, not. Yeah, but yeah. if they basically do like an action RPG, it like set during the Third Age. It could be a spiritual successor, kind of in the way that, like, you know, Final Fantasy has evolved from turn-based to action, but it's still Final Fantasy.
0: Right, that could happen. I would, listen, just make Middle-earth all open. Let me go anywhere on that map. Pull up the map from the movies, because that map, I love that map. And just, let me, let me just go wherever. I don't care what the story is. I want to go, let me go to the Misty Mountains. Let me go see... Let me go to Rohan, and let me go see the hall, the, the, the halls of the Rohirrim. Let me go see the Shining City. I want... On horseback, just let me go. That is a lot of map. I know! You realize that. I know! I realize that, but, but... Like, Shadow of War had a pretty big map, and it was not all of Middle Earth. Listen, I am, I am asking for a lot. Do I expect it? Hell no. But if I'm going to ask you something, I'm going to ask big... Bethesda wouldn't make a map that Don't big. Me, this no is home. Private Division. I mean, they're not nearly as. I mean, they're making Starfield. That's pretty big. That's galaxy wide, not. Anyways, listen. It's po- I, I think. I think. I think it's possible. It's doable. I just. I just want to walk along the mountains. I want to walk in those deep forests. Let me go to. Let me go to Markwood. Let me go. Let me walk. Let me walk amongst the elves, please. I'll even play a life simulator where I play as a hobbit. I'll do that. Oh God, do that! You just work on the Shire, you tend your farm, you date random short women. Hell yeah, hobbit. Oh yeah, of uh, War of the Rings Harvest Moon game. Yes, you play as Count a hobbit. You, you, you get your own little hobbit hole. It's t- like yes, yes. The capitalism of War of the Rings has begun. Has begun. I'm, not, to be I'm any not any actually, like, I'm, I'm home, really but... into
2: this uh, this Middle Earth life sim concept. Sorry, Ty. What? Hopefully.
1: No, I was making lewd jokes, but uh, I'm kind of expecting the thumbnail to be like Harvest Moon, but with Lord of the Rings. I mean, t- yeah,
0: yeah. Like you can, and you can meet Frodo Baggins. He's there, and you can meet Sam, and you can meet Merry and Pippin, or not if you don't want to put those characters in. Sure, whatever. But you can, you can have a conversation with Bilbo. Gandalf will show up every now and then. You can buy fireworks from him. It'd be great. No fighting at all. Just, just, just relax. Just, and you can get, you get the move, the movie music. You get. You would just have that Shire music playing, and then you have that violin. And it's just like this is home. Yes, our planet is dying, and on heat fire. But you know what? I have a nice little farm, like on, on the Shire. I'm all set, homie. Animal who? I'm all about Hobbitown. I'm all about Hobbiton. Time to enjoy second breakfast. Yes. Let's Hobbit- go. That's what we call it, Hobbiton. Second breakfast. There you go. That's the that's the <laughs> game title. Sounds like a hotel name. Surprised it isn't. There you go. Do it. We we if 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 uh, if that actually is the thing that happens in the next five years. I want the lot of lot of winnings because I basically predicted the equivalent of that. Um, okay. So and <laughs> I think that's all the news we have, right, guys? Um, okay. So now we're gonna go to our final our topic today, which is a little bit of a misnomer. It's a little bit uh, kind of weird phrasing, but this is how I'm gonna put it. Um, what causes us to stop playing games that we lo- we claim we love? Do we not love them? Do we need a divorce? What's going on? Um, whether they're old retro classics or new games that we just played and we just... We played them for hours and hours and then, you know, we claim... We say we love them and all of a sudden we just stop playing them for like years at a time. Justin, I'm going to let you go first. What is it your reason Depression. you think we... We... Uh, we, um, we stop playing those games. I mean depression, honestly, is a serious answer, but
2: for the most part, it's just, like, the mood I'm in. Um, like, I will I will go hard on a game for, like, a month. Sometimes beat it, sometimes not. Um, and, like, they will just dissociate for a while. Like, I'll get, you know, a new game will come out, or I'll get caught up in a, you know, editing project or whatever, and just completely dump that game that I had been spending, like, all of my free time playing. And then it just, after a while, it gets to the point where it's like, well, I'm not going to go back to it now. Like, I don't remember where I left off. Like, and so I just don't. I never, I never go back. Uh, and I'm really notorious for playing like an hour of a game and be like, oh man, this game is awesome, and then moving on. Um, but generally, if I pay for something, I try to at least like finish the main quest line. But yeah if I don't do that, it's usually just because depression <laughs> um, motivation is hard, and sometimes I'm in the mood for something sp- specific and then I can't get back into the old mood. Um, and other times, I spend you know a hundred hours on a Persona five game in less than a month and get the platinum on it uh, without like without playing or doing anything else with my time for that entire span so it's really random
1: Tyler what about you? yeah I'm kind of on the same boat in all honesty Uh, my mood on uh, what, uh, what I'm in the mood for kind of fluctuates on a weekly basis I've been getting better about it the last couple weeks in all honesty like my game lineup has been a bit more consistent lately But on random intervals, um, I might just put a game down that I really like and honestly forget about it. Like in the case of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, actually, I recently picked that game up and uh, restarted it for the third time without beating it. uh, Only because with me and RPGs, if I don't play it for a long time, I feel obligated to start it from scratch. Because, you know, I don't want to, like, re go through all the shit all the hundreds of hours that I put into it previously. Uh, again, it just depends on my mood, in all honesty.
0: I think for me, it, it comes down to um, uh, attention span, where like, I think it, like, like in how invested I can become a game in, and sometimes that doesn't stick. It could be with the most simplest of games, where like, I like, for instance, Streets of Rage Four. That game can hold me for hours, and I can keep coming back to that game no matter what. But um, something that's a lot more emotionally story invested, I sometimes will lose interest because I just don't feel like caring at that point. Um, And I I think, I think for me, it's it's a lack of. uh, It's mostly that. It's mostly like, how fast can it rehook me? Even if I love it so much, if it's something like late to the past which is why i don't play it that much i only play like maybe once a year or once every two years um you know or when i or if i do s- try to start playing it i'll just stop out of nowhere because i just get bored with it and, and like so like attention span and boredom is it is it for me um and i don't think that's a knock on the games because i clearly love them like i, I clearly like elite to the past i said before is my favorite zelda game but like you know sometimes at some point you, I've done this before I don't feel like I need to continue on so I just get bored and I stop so how do you th- yeah. so how do you guys think what are what are ways you think you could like alleviate that process obviously depression is something that's not easy to fix but like this <laughs> just this um if it was the whole world would be fixed and Trump would never even have touched fucking office but we're here in this reality now and hopefully it's going to soon. but um like, like I know, Justin, you like play randomizers of these older games as a way to freshen mm-hmm. up uh, um, their their. Uh, I wouldn't say staleness, but some people might say staleness.
2: Well, honestly, part of that is that that is part of the problem um, because I will play a randomizer game or I'll play a randomizer of a game instead of the new stuff I have because that's what I'm in the mood for. Um, and the thing with randomizers is they really never get old because every time it's new. So I like neglect games that I've spent real money on, you know, like, and just came out to run the same game I've played multiple times already because it's randomized and it's comfort. But again, that's kind of how depression works. You just do what makes you feel comfortable. Um, so I don't know if that's really a positive thing um, in this case, because it doesn't, it doesn't get me to finish games that I haven't finished or like go back to games that, you know, I should be playing. It's more distraction from those games. Um, but to answer your question, uh, nothing really makes me like want to go back to a game. It's more like I might get back into the mood or like, you know, I was talking about how I started up, um, like, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus again. That was just, I wanted something to play on my Switch and there's probably 10 other games I have on there that I also have just like started and stopped multiple times, but that's the one I felt like jumping back into and now I'm back into it again and like I've been playing pretty much every night. Um... Recently, I, you know, loaded up my Wii U again and was playing back through Twilight Princess HD, like, from where I left off randomly. Um, it was kind of tough to remember where I was, but I did, like, two dungeons and some change, like, you know, some, some overworld stuff for a week or two, and then I was like... I got distracted by something else again, and I'll probably go back to it again, but... <laughs> I don't know. It's just... It's how I am. Like, I tend to... uh Play through games over a long span of time and eventually beat them or just like get obsessed and play that thing non-stop until I beat it that's why I don't like super long games like I'm having a hard time with Xenoblade Chronicles because I know that it's like a hundred hour investment and so if I sit down and play something for a few hours I want to feel like I've made substantial progress which is ironic because I'm mostly playing Diablo Immortal, which is literally just a, you know, uh, pay-to-play grind or pay-free-to-play grind, um, but that's also, like, mostly at work and downtime and, you know, that's fine. Um, but I like games like Metroid, where I can sit down and beat it in one sitting, like, three to four hours. Um, or, like, you know, the Spider-Man games, like Spider-Man, just came out on PC. Like I've been tempted to double dip on that, even though I already have it, because I love it, and there's mod support on PC. But also, like that's a eight to ten hour campaign. I could manage that. <laughs> I could beat Spider-Man ten times in the time it would take to beat Xenoblade once.
0: Yeah, probably.
2: Like that's that's where my disconnect comes in, as I feel like this is going to take forever, so I just stop. I get overwhelmed. So sometimes it just takes a long time. Uh, like, but other times, it's like it's been a year, and it's like, okay, I'm clearly not going to go back to this game. I don't remember anything about it. I'm not going to start over, and then I just give up. And there's a lot of games like that, too. Like I love them. I love the time I spent with them, but I'm not going to pick up where I left off, and I don't want to start over. So I'm just, I'm
0: content with where I left it, you know?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Tyler, what about you? How do you you feel like you, like, what do you do to, uh, like, come back to something maybe you dropped beforehand?
1: Um, I think it all, again, really depends on my mood. I do want to finish up most of my backlog, because I do have a bunch of uh, games that I started and put down. Probably haven't even picked up at this point. Uh... It all it all just comes down to, like, motivation and uh, time management, in all honesty. Unfortunately, uh, with my current work schedule, I can't really get into games as much as I want to, and uh, hopefully with uh, a healthier lifestyle change uh, and more flexible hours, I guess, I can uh, probably put in uh, more times to completing the games that I want to finish, Um uh, it just kind of just boils down to uh, basic time management, I guess. That and uh, the obvious, uh, the obvious motivation. It's basically the reason why uh, my tire shoes reviews videos haven't really been coming up lately, and also the reason why I haven't been streaming in the past couple months. So I want to get better with that. Hopefully, uh, some changes come through. It it's just whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think for me is that like I. What I do is I try to, I, and this is coming from me because I'm very stubborn. I, I like if I'm playing a game that I love that I dropped. I tend to usually stick to what I know. Like, um, like I don't like doing speed runs. I don't like doing. Cheap runs. I don't like doing that stuff. But for certain games, I will try to implement challenges, personal challenges. Like I think, whenever I play Mega Man X now, um, if I don't want to beat it really quickly, I tend to I'll do like a like a uh, buster only run. Like that. That's my thing. Like like not not challenge. Like some people do like hard mode challenges. so I'm like I won't jump at all in X, or I won't wall climb this that kind of stuff. But like to me like. I want to put. I know this game enough to where like I can put like the the, the rule of no only X Buster only, and not feel like it's a punishment. Um, can I do that for every X game? I haven't tried yet, so maybe with maybe most of them probably not X Four. I probably could though, um, but um, that yeah, that's how it usually is for me, um, it, and you can only do that so much. Um, like, you can't really tweak the difficulty for something like that in a RPG, um, typically because of how it's structured, like, unless you do, like... Because to me, like, doing doing condition runs in RPGs is, is asking for punishment, because, like, oh, we're only going to do this way when, having played the game, you know that's going to be a lot harder than when you do that. Do you want to put yourself through that? Maybe you do, and maybe maybe that will entice you to, like, love the game that made you fall with the game for us. Like, I know, like, there's, like, some people who play Final Fantasy 1 with, like, three healers and one warrior because that's, that's like, an insane run to do. But, you know, for some people that's fresh and new um, and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, that's, that's for me. as like, in, introducing, like, little, small little rules. Nothing, like, you know, like, intense but to where, like, I'm getting something like... Um, I'll do like for Link to the past. What I'll do from time what I've done in the past is I'll do dungeon or dungeons out of order, even if it makes it harder for me to do another dungeon later. I'll just do well, I'll go do this one first, or I'll go do this one now. And since last time I played this, or I'll, I'll or like that, that that's typically what I'll do. Um, in it makes slightly different choice, make di- make different choices when they're available to me, or like in in first person shooters, um. I'll I like because I I tend to have a soft spot for certain guns in FPSs, so I'll typically uh, try to use different guns. Like okay, this time I'm gonna use only handguns, or like uh, if I ever play the Outer Worlds again, there's an example. Actually, though, and I were talking about this. Like you know, like could I do an all passivist run in, in in the Outer Worlds and stuff like that? He's um, it's like, it's it's hard, but it's possible. You know, stuff like that. Like maybe I'll do that next time. You know, so, stuff like that. So that that's my that's my caveat is, you know. Challenges. Smaller little rules. Not like fucking somebody of you try-hards on Twitch. Like, I'm gonna beat Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels on one life. Like, that's... No. Stop it. They'll be a masochist. Um, it's what they
2: enjoy, though. You just said you have your thing, I have my thing. Like, no, I don't shame anyone for the challenges
0: they I'm do. not shaming. I'm making fun. There's a difference. Um, also, they would shame me for my challenges. So, like, you're too weak. So there you go. Um, and then, Doesn't mean you should do it to them. They know who they are. Um. But yeah, that's what that's what I do. But like, um, what about like online games? You know, something that is a reoccurring thing that you could play, whatever with, with, whether with people or alone. What about those kind of games? What makes you come back for those when it's not? And take it in context when it's not like, take out the context of it's not, a, there's no DLC updates, the game is done. No more DLC, no more patches, the game is technically finished, you're not going to get any more. Like, what makes you come back for that? Do you come back for that? Usually this? just because friends are playing.
2: Like, a lot of those games I don't play by myself. Like, you know, Super Mario Party, or the new one that came out. Um, Mario Party Superstar? Yeah, Superstar. Yeah. That one, like, I love it, but I pretty much only play it, like, when friends come over or, you know, if I can get some people online or whatever, it's like, yeah, I will play a board with you, but I'm not going to, like, grind out the single player or anything. Um, Same with, like, Mario Kart. I mean, granted that has still been getting DLC, so that's kind of an exception. Yeah. But sometimes my friends are just like, hey, you want to play some Mario Kart? Sure. I'll boot it up. And that's usually those cases where it's, like, oh, there's updates, I gotta, you know, give, give me a second, let's get this set up. Uh, because I don't play it often enough. But, or, like, with, um, I know you said, well, I guess you are specifically talking about old games. Um, because so I was gonna say, like, with Diablo, like, whenever I start to get bored, something changes where, you know, I have a new faction to, with new quests to try out, and that kind of thing. Um, or, like, a new difficulty to run through. Um, But there was a while there uh, back when Diablo 2 was still a thing um, like before Diablo 3 came out that I would just reinstall that game once or twice a year usually just because I got the itch to play like no other reason I didn't really play with people or anything because it had online but like it was kind of jank I would just boot it back up And run through, like, three or four acts. Rarely ever actually, like, you know, quote-unquote, beat the game. But, I don't know. I would just get the urge to play some Diablo, so I'd install two and go as long as I wanted. Sometimes it's just, uh, like, you're in the mood for something, and so that's what you want to play.
0: Tyler?
1: Uh, To be honest, I don't really play online games that much, unless uh, any of my friends are playing a specific game. Like, uh, even for uh, games that are still being updated, like uh, Guilty Gear or uh, King of Fighters 15, uh, I rarely go online um, for any of those games, uh, even though those games do support rollback netcode, whereas Tekken 7 is still delay-based, even though I prefer playing that game on an offline setting, in all honesty. Um... The thing that would make me go back, in all honesty, is friends. It's basically the if and and but about it. Like if uh, if any of you guys were uh, want to play Killer Instinct or something, I'd be totally down for that shit. Like like no matter what game it is, I'd
0: definitely be down for it. Um, I think for me is I can go. Um... Because I haven't, I haven't really ran into that problem yet, or like I'm playing a game that no longer gets updates, like um, Street Fighter Five, or even you know stuff like that. But I think, like with Mario Kart, like you know, he said I wouldn't play. Like I played plenty of Mario Kart by myself on just with randoms online because you can always find the match with somebody, and it's just it doesn't even matter if I win or not. I don't even really care about that. It's just racing, and that game feels good. So like I think for me, I go back just because. I want to feel something competitive, and I know the games that I play most people around me do not um want to play that me on that level, and I have that community, but they're not always available. I like sometimes around part the culture world get jobs shit to do so like you know I think it's easier i think I think for me it's just like well, I'm just in the mood to play this, and let's just hope we can find somebody um and if we don't, then we move on to something else um or like if i've like like I said I haven't really had to do it, but um like even like when with like Splatoon three or something like that, or Splatoon two rather, like I was just feeling bored and I'll I'll find myself uh if I don't like even if I have like a big single player game to play, I won't be in the mood for that. So like I would have I would just play back like back in like the Wii U days, Splatoon One and just do turf war matches for like hours because I didn't want it which is r- random three other people like nobody else I knew had a Wii U let alone uh, Splatoon let alone a Wii U so um I just I just need to feel competitive in some way and I know not everybody wants to do that all the time um you know so like I, at some point I'm gonna have to face that run at that point where like Street Fighter 5 is approaching its end cycle or like I mean I know, I might not even face that problem because I'm gonna move on to Street Fighter Six like a lot of other people do, but like what if I wanna go back to Street Fighter Five because I love that game, you know? And nobody wants to play. Like, that's gonna be that's gonna be weird to discover. I'll find out then, but um you know, I just I just need to fight somebody and just be competitive in something or just have that there's only so much to throw like a single player can give you, in in my opinion, that you don't that I don't get from playing multiplayer. And I don't even need to be dominant. It has nothing to do with like winning. Or stuff like that. It's just, yeah, I, mean, I think it comes from like my parent, my my dad, my brothers. Like we grew up in a very competitive environment, not like toxic or anything, but it's just like it was always in the air. Like, we watched sports and stuff like that, so it's just part of who I am, whether I like it or not. And that's just kind of who I am. Um, so it's just it's just that need that always needs to be satisfied. Um, so I think that I think that's that's for me why I can I, I'd rather play online. I can go back to an online game. Than that. But I think we're going to call it there guys I think we've kind of explored it uh, Of this topic uh, 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 as good as we can um, A lot of good thoughts you know. A lot of it comes down to just mood and just time And just maybe not into it right now um, And unfortunately in the art of digital services If you're not mo- in, in the mood for a game You may lose that game forever which sucks um, But Yeah that's a scary thought a, That's another topic for another day So let's go ahead and wrap this puppy up. Justin, with a cat in your arms, please tell the people where they can find you.
2: Uh, you can find me with a cat on me, usually. Um, no, Weasley was being really sweet, so I had to let him up here. But you can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch or uh, TikTok. Um, like I said, I am working on my overly ambitious GBA video. Dude, you're drooling everywhere. (laughs) Um... I'm hoping to have that out in the next week or two. Uh, it's very long, so we'll see. But I'm making pretty good progress. Um, no nose until I'm done. And quick shout out uh, I just saw that Wave Race 64 is coming to the N64 online service this week. So, cool. Get excited for that, I guess.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, I like Wave Race. That was awesome back in the day. I probably won't play it, but um, I haven't tested any of those N64 games. Tyler!
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Hatsatai. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home with tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I'll probably get around to making the next episode. Again, completely depends on my mood, time, all that shit. I've already uh, went through the spiel on this episode. Uh, on the cinema, cinema, shot side of things, we're a bit of a week behind, uh, so by the time this episode comes up... Expect uh, the next Ghibli movie, uh, which is Kiki's Delivery Service, which is probably the better witch movie than all the Harry Potter Bam! He combined. said
0: it on me. Uh, Suck it. Um,
1: <laughs> I say it in jest. It's, it's it more be true,
0: though. Um, and uh, you can follow me at twitter.com slash Marvelous Iggy. And, of course, you can catch me live four times a week at TV slash Iggy2M4. It's Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all at six PM Central Center Time. Um, Thomas and I played Monster Hunter on Sundays. Fighting games are now going to take over. Uh, or me and Thomas played Monster Hunter on Saturdays. Thomas and I, uh, I will play fighting games on on Mondays, uh, Sundays, Tuesdays, are Spirit Fair days until we beat that game. And then Wednesdays, Super Mario RPG. Right now, uh, we I think we're co- I'm, I think I only have two fucking stars left in Super Mario RPG, so I think I'm nearly near the end of the game. Um, so the next game we will try after this I'm not even going to run a poll I'm just going to do it Uh, we're going to play Breath of Fire 1 for the Super Nintendo because I need to show that game some love Um, I've never played it before so we'll see how that goes Um, yay Uh, and of course go to chat.com for this episode as well as our other shows thank you for listening everybody i will see y'all next week until next time bye bye Peace.
2: Yeah. (sighs) All right. I like how Thomas showed up as we were calling it.